Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters. And it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. Leaf. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Hey there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Why, where, where else would it be coming from? Well, I can come from you wherever I want, really. Uh, welcome to the Keys bartender show. It's another beautiful day here in Key Largo. I was wondering, since I'm the Keys bartender, a Keys bartender, once again, the determiner is very important. Uh, thank you for listening wherever you're from, uh, especially from Rugby United Kingdom and Pune, India, Mumbai, Dublin, Ireland, Adelaide, Australia, and New Zealand. So Christchurch, New Zealand, I thank you all. Uh, And there's Hanoi, Vietnam, and there's other parts of the United States too, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Bayview Village. I keep on getting the name wrong, but then again, I get—I used to get the names wrong down here. The uh, thing probably I don't talk about much, and I should talk more about, is what's it like to live here every day? And I'll just go to an ordinary day here, and I'll try not to make it as fucking boring as you know. I'll try not to make it boring. So I'll skip over the things that everyone does. And I'll go to the weather report right now. Right now at around 11 o'clock, it's around almost 80 degrees in Key Largo. Moderate humidity. Uh, slightly cloudy. It was sunny earlier. And it'll be today it'll be sun in the clouds. But And I'm not doing it to rub it in. I realize some of you, especially in Minnesota, it's your high is going to be... God, three degrees below zero. Below zero. And for listening, uh, in Europe, that's, Christ, that's almost negative 20 
negative 20 degrees in Celsius. Yes, that's fucking cold. Very cold. In India, it's, I mean, there's, I did, I'm sure there's places in India near the Himalayas that it gets that cold. And in the, in the mountains, so you are near, you're in a warm place like we are. Uh, some places very warm. And uh, yeah, you, and the United Kingdom, since you're sitting in the middle of, I guess, the the terminal point, the terminus of the Gulf Stream, which it's kind of suited because here I am coming from the Florida Keys where the Gulf Stream kind of, if you say it originates, it originates in the Gulf, but we're actually at the beginning part where it goes to Atlantic uh, and it ends up in England, so you're kind of temperate. You sometimes you get very cold temperatures, but rarely do you get the, those cold like we get in the middle of the continent, because the ocean does not act like a heat moderation source, as it does to your lovely isle. So here we are in the Keys. We get up in the morning uh, today. Uh, my wife and I alternate driving our daughter to school. There's really no school buses for her charter school she goes to. And explain to people, a charter school is a school that's set up in the community, receives funds for the state from the state for people, for children, each children to get a certain amount of money. And they set up their own school as long as they meet the state requirements for a minimum level of uh, education and pass state benchmark for the students, they set up their own school. So this was a Montessori school that they expanded it to uh, grades, pre preschool through eighth grade. And my daughter, it's about 20, oh gosh, not, to, not uh, I'm trying to say 18 miles south, maybe 18 miles south of here, which isn't, no, I, what's that equate to? 18 miles, it was 27 kilometers. So we drive, and it's a straight shot. There's only one, two, two traffic signals. So we cruise along around 45, 45 and 50, depending on what speed zones are. And it takes us about 25, uh, 25 minutes to get down there. Hardly, hardly ever any stopping goes on, so... It's a smooth, no turn, straight shot because we got that road. So with something like that, you think you just get used to it. And eventually there's, you know, if you go to the, the bigger public schools, they got buses that go on. And my daughter assured me she does not want to ride the bus. But the nice thing about it, and I'll follow you guys in on what it is. My wife works south of where my daughter goes to school. So a lot of times she drops her off. She goes continues right on to school. But right before she works, her work normally starts at 10 o'clock, she likes to go to a gym and work out for an hour and a half, an hour, hour and a half. And then, and lucky me, right? I get, uh, she, she works out regularly. And she is, it, it shows, she's a beautiful woman. She's beautiful even without working out, but she really takes care of herself, if you know what I mean. And uh, so I work at that same gym, the self same gym, and it's, on the way to my daughter's school. So I'll, uh, on the days I drive her, I drive her down and then I stop at the gym, which is about three, four miles apart from the school. So I make sure if you're going to do all that driving, try to make it productive. 
right? That's the way I view it. If I have to, if I, you know, my bank, you always know, one bank. Oh, there's part of the thing. So today we did that. Let's say I'm driving my daughter into school. This was my day. My daughter gets in there. She carries all the stuff she has to carry, her book bag, her lunch bag, her workout clothes. If she's has, it's a, if it's physical education day or whether she's training for volleyball, she brings all their stuff with her, her water bottle. And we stop. We, we drive down, we talk. We have a nice it's nice quality time, especially on the days after work. I get to spend an extra 25 minutes with her during the day, and uh, or 30, 30 minutes, because when we get down to school, and I'm sure this is similar to a lot of places in the United States and other places in the world, there's a checkpoint where the people, uh, before the kids come into the school, they're are teachers that are taking temperatures of the children so to make sure they're not showing any symptoms. And they're wearing a mask, and they're all good about their mask and about their... Uh, it's not a big school, so they're able to keep them in their cohorts, which is their select groups, and they're not intermingling with other kids as much. And uh, so, yeah, it's in-person school in, in the Florida Keys, mainly. There's There are people that are doing remote. So we... We go through this line. There's a line of cars, and usually by the time we get there, there's 25 cars in front of us. And uh, it takes us about eight minutes to get through, and then I'm on my way back to the gym if I don't have to go to the bank. And the bank is right near the gym. And like I said, we are a small community, the Upper Keys. There was a bank within a mile of where I live, about a mile, mile and a half. And my a branch of my bank. And it was nice because I can always do my deposits. Since I'm a bartender, I carry, I like to deposit the cash. And, you know, that's, I'm not one of those people that believe you keep it all in the house and stuff like that. So this now, now they closed the branch, I guess, because there's a lot of people, a lot of people doing less in-person banking than before. So there's a lot of them doing it online. And if you don't need to drop money off or take money out or things like that, then the branch isn't important. But as a bartender, branch is important. So I'm actually thinking about replacing my bank as a bartender. If I wasn't bartending, I would say, oh, what the, what's the big deal? Because I got to go down there for school. And eventually, when my daughter graduates this year, the high school is actually about three miles closer about a mile away from the gym, which is great because any reason I want to be able to increase, this is my in my head, if I go by the gym, I should stop in there. And right currently, I'm not teaching those cl- courses on uh, spin classes at the gym. But I fill in every so often, but they use the people in-house to teach the class. So... I went to the gym. I do my today was a cardio day, and I always work out on the abs. I'm not going to go into the workout thing. I'm a 57 year old man. I got a body of not a 25 year old. Ah, a 25 year old if they didn't take care of well, if they moderately took care of themselves, you know. So I, I go to the gym. I work out. Try to make it. If I'm driving all the way down there, try to make it worthwhile. At least an hour. Sometimes an hour and a half. It's not wasted time as long as you're working out. 
and a little socializing, right? But I'm a bartender. I don't really need to socialize anymore. Where the gym I go to, you have to wear the mask. And the, the gym I teach you, you have to wear the mask while you're working out and while you're doing spin class. And people say, hey, how can you do that? And I said, I'm able to do it. I'm 57 years old. I'm able to wear a mask and I'm able to teach a spin class while I'm working out. So I'm able to do that. So if I could do it, if you could go to the gym and you're healthy, you can do it. Now, obviously, some people have a hard time breathing. You know, so whether they work out or not, they have other issues, too. So they have to consider that. Maybe they need to work out at home a little before they do that. So we, I do that. It was a beautiful day. So um, we, uh, I, we, on the Royal We, I work out. I don't shower because I'm going home and I shower at home. But before I go home, I wanted to knock out two birds with one stone. I think I just heard my dog bark. So I'm going to pause this right now and I'll be right back, okay? I just want to make sure my dog isn't uh, hungry or anything like that. I'll be right back. You understand that. And I'll put a pin in this. So what did I do after the gym? And we're back. I'm sure like many people, they're... Uh, their pets are very important to them. So I kind of take my cues from her. Uh, Roxy is her name. She's like an eight pound little mix of a rat terrier and chihuahua. And she's not too yappy. She's just yappy enough. So when she's ready to come in, she, she barks a little. So she lets to let me know if someone's walking in front of the house, someone's coming to the door, when the kids, but we're back. We're back to this. Um, I know this may not be exciting, but I just want to tell you. So we got these distances we travel. I go down 16 to 18 miles just to go to school. I'm sure it's much like rural areas in Nebraska, Minnesota, but where ours isn't, ours isn't uh, where you don't go past anything. You know, we may go past like a, a couple hundred yards of mangroves, but there's cars everywhere there's people everywhere especially in season we got a lot of traffic coming in we got contractors on the road we got that lifeline of the highway going down so there's always trucks going all the way down to key west delivering beer food liquor blah, whatever construction material uh, uh butt plugs i'm not saying that key west uses an inordinate amount of butt plugs but it could it could be oh and actually that probably would arrive by ups or fedex because it wouldn't be a dedicated butt plug. But I do notice, you know, it's kind of strange. You see these food service providers like Cisco or Cheney Brothers, and they supply all types of food, so you don't have to get it from each provider, like chicken from a chicken guy. You get it all from a primary restaurant distributor, right? Uh, same thing with liquor and beer. You know, you got these beer companies that have a whole bunch of different brands with it. Well, there's one particular brand I always see, and it's Red Bull. And they got these special trucks for Red Bull. And I'm sure every place in the United States, if you drive off and you've seen them, they're cute little trucks. And Red Bulls are the skinny cans. And I think it's great for branding because you, you send your driver in. You make sure every time you put it in that the driver says, hey, listen, we want to have this right out front. We want to have this place at eye level, blah, 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 blah. You know, all that stuff. Uh, it's a Brilliant idea. So uh, when I'm driving back, I'm driving back from the gym and I decide, now, this is important when you're doing this. It's not 
because, and it's much like people in rural areas because you're traveling distances. You make sure you're not making multiple trips. So I check in my head, do I have to go to the bank? No. Do I have to go to the store? Store is not so bad, like the grocery store, because it's only, it's less than a mile away. Got a great grocery store here. And, uh, but there's the car place, right? Now, me, I was thinking, oh, I got to get this ODB thing. It's uh, it's a diagnostic tool and they have it at Advanced Auto. You drop off your driver's license and you get the plug, you know, they'll loan you their ODB2 uh, diagnostic tool and you can read, like I have a bunch of lights. I have my car service and I have to reset the lights on it, the warning lights. And people say, oh, what's, you know, what do you mean reset the loan? Well, that's, I'll leave that to another show. There's car shows for that and all that shit. But we're not going to do that there. So you're checking that stuff. Now, the place where I get my hair done, there's this Cuban lady. And I say Cuban-American woman, I should say. Doris, who cuts my hair. And she does a great job. And she has a place about a half mile north of where I live. So I have to go past my home. But since I'm in the car, I'm thinking, I'm not that sweaty, I got to gauge it because you don't want to be, I think it's rude to show up at a place when you, and I shower before I go to the gym, so I'm I'm sniffing myself. I'm just making sure. As long as I'm not, I don't want to be one of those guys that show up and be told I'm stinky. And you got to be careful, gentlemen, as you get older. Not so much, I mean, not so much the ladies. I'm sure ladies get stinky, but guys, guys get stinky. And generally when someone's stinky when they're young, they are stinkier when they're older. It's just a thing, man. And poof, do some people get stinky? On that note, before I talk about the hair thing, let's talk about what's a better time when you talk about someone's horrible fucking body odor is to talk about what's there to eat in the Keys. Well, if you're in Key Largo near Mile Marker 102, remember, we're all about the Mile Marker on um, US 1. Starts at 126 and goes all the way down to zero. At mile marker 102, on the ocean side, you'll find a catch restaurant and bar, a family restaurant that serves great keys preparations of your favorite seafood and non-seafood dishes. You'll find like key lime chicken, key lime mahi, key lime hogfish, whole whole fried yellowtail, uh, great burgers, great cheesesteaks. They make a Philly cheesesteak, a Philly that I'd have to say is, is as good as a good place in Philadelphia. Not the greatest place, but the good place. And that's saying a lot. Okay? And that's just one of the things. They're open for lunch and dinner. Happy hour goes from 3.30 to 6.30, Monday through Friday, with great deals on drinks and food. And normally on Saturday night, they have live entertainment. They try to open up. We practice safe distancing and great you know, safe hygiene. When you walk into the restaurant now, we ask you to wear a mask until you're seated because obviously you can't drink and wear a mask at the same time, drink and eat at the same time. And they have outdoor seating. They have a beautiful patio, a garden patio in the back, even though they're not on the water. But you'll notice that they're not on the water, but you'll appreciate the prices that they have. They're affordable there. And you'll find a lot of places about the Keys. The thing about the Keys is the prices are dear here, especially in uh, hotels, motels, because it's, it's yes, it's paradise, but we're an island chain, and it's very costly to get things trans- transported down here. 
And they said, well, you're not like Hawaii. Well, they can't, they don't fly things here. They take it all down this tenuous, tenuous, it's not tenuous. They're very sturdy bridges, but there's 43 keys. And these trucks go all the way down. So the price for delivering to Key Largo is the same as the price for delivering Key West. Or they try to spread it out, actually. And then the real estate prices on the water and stuff are high and things like that. So you'll see the prices are a little higher. I'm just being matter of fact with you. Okay? You'll know about if you live in San Francisco, you live in New York City, Manhattan, and stuff like that. When the rents are dear or high, then the prices are high because they have to offset with prices their overhead so i know that's not right after a commercial really you want to do that jim well that's what i did so here we are we're talking about getting a haircut and the place i go to is a barber shop at the 305 plaza they call it because I don't know, 305 Plaza, why they call it that, because it's in the area code. But then again, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of barbershops in the 305 area code. Well, hundreds, probably. And the it's tenuous. The, the tenuous thing is showing up on the time, because it says 10 o'clock they'll be open, but she's not always there at 10 o'clock. And I got there 20 minutes early. So instead of getting my car, going home, getting back in my car, going over there, I decided to go there. And I got there 15 minutes of. And it was beautiful out. And I figured I'd do a little work on the podcast. Write a couple notes and shit like that. You know, just multitasking like you should be. Right? So I wait there. It's like 10 after 10. Uh, well, she maybe one of these days she shows up at 11. Now, listen, she mainly works this, excuse me, one moment. <clears throat> she mainly works this salon herself. She has someone that does nails and all that stuff. But she mainly works that salon by herself. And uh, I don't begrudge her not opening. And she does a great job. She's very skilled at what she does. So I'm willing to put up with the Piccadillos. She's coming, I think she's coming from the mainland. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to go to another place. I just say it's close enough to my place. I'll just go there. If there's no one there, I'll, I'll just, when I go someplace and if I have to wait a while, this is the thing about the keys. If I have to wait a while, I'll just make sure I have some something to do, something to read. You know, you should all, in, in your life, there's always something for you to learn. Try to make good use then. If you're waiting around, or you could socialize, talk to people and stuff like that. It's harder nowadays. I understand that. So I go in there. Uh, I waited. I decided to come home. I waited out front. I wrote some things for the podcast in front. It was sunny. It was nice. And then it started clouding over. It was 10 after 10. I said, I'm not going to wait here anymore. It's not really that nice out right now. Just a little cloudy. So instead, I decided to come home. And then I let my dog out again. Take her for a walk. And eat something from the gym because I always try to eat some protein after working out because I'm older. And what happens with, this is for the younger listeners and I don't, I don't really have a breakdown of how old people are here versus, you know, if I, I have mainly like people over 40. I think most of the people are over 40 probably that listen to it, but I may get people under. But as you age, especially men, and women, you lose muscle mass. 
And when I say muscle mass, I'm not a bodybuilder or anything like that. But you need muscle to, and this is from experience, not necessarily from particular. Well, I have some knowledge from studying, working out, studying working out. But I'm certainly not an exercise physiologist. But this is general knowledge. You lose muscle mass. So I get some protein. I try to get some lean protein but I do a lot of cardio so I could get I got to get some fats in there too and a little carbs not too many and I do that so I eat that and then I start setting up for the podcast now I'm going to project into the future and I'll when I say project in the future what I have to do the rest of the day so it is now 11:30 11:25 after 11 I'll probably do this show another Gosh, how long do I have? I'll do... Wait, uh, let me... I'm closing this up, getting the thing back. I'll do the show another 15 minutes at most. Then I'll get cleaned up, maybe head out, try to do the haircut again, but then I'll work on my notary business. And my notary business, this is one of the most boring things you think about. What does a notary do? You just stamp shit, Jim. Right? How fucking hard is that? Well, you know what? It's not always the same thing. You got to check identification. You have to do this. And there's other things notaries do. They some them. Oh, God, I can't accept it. They officiate over weddings. A notary in Florida can officiate over a wedding. As long as they, people have the documentation. And that's any place you file, like, three days before you file for a marriage certificate, uh, 30 days before if you're a Florida resident. I know they give uh, uh, special abbreviated uh, times for people that are visiting just so they can get vacation people to decide to get married down here, right? Ah, fucking crazy. So you can officiate that. I also advertise legal courage service. And the some of the big money is is in loan signing and it's uh, a closing agent. You show up for a real estate closing for residential and you present documents to people and there's, as I said in previous shows, there's up to 200 pages of these documents and you could have like 25 different documents or more different documents and there are multiple page documents too. So you present them to people. You're not supposed to give any advice. You just do a general explanation of what the document is. Explain it. Explain who you are. Explain what's going to happen. And you have to be, actually have to study to make sure you don't say the wrong thing. And the wrong thing is giving advice. You don't give advice on what's the interest rate or whether they have an adjustable rate mortgage or anything like that. You just say, hey, listen, if you have any questions, I expect you you should call your mortgage company or your mortgage broker or your title agency or whatever, something like that. You, if you need, or you, you should speak to them. Here's a phone number. Talk to them, and then we'll continue. I'm not going to give advice. I'm just going to tell you what that document is. And they, those are things. And what kind of identification they need and what what the dates should match up on and who gets what, who gets a copy of this, who doesn't get a copy of this, making sure that 
proprietary information is in. And that's the things you read about. Since there's so many documents, I have to acquaint myself, acquaint myself with the documents. And it's counter to what I do, right? I'm a bartender. That's kind of fun. I'm a spin instructor. Kind of fun, too. I podcast. I don't podcast about notary. I just did that, though. I fucking, hey, Jim, you just spent like three, four minutes talking about fucking notary. Well, I mean, just one of these things. When you're in the Keys, and I mentioned how expensive it is to live down here, and the same thing goes for rents and real estate down here. People that purchase, you'll purchase a home down here or a trailer. There's trail. The real estate is so much more expensive. The the property. So let's say you were going to get kind of like a camper, kind of like that shit that uh, one of those on a piece of land in Arizona in the desert. You're going to put a mobile home, right? And you say you can get this land for like five, whatever, some crazy amount of money, little amount of money. And whatever the mobile home cost, right? You could buy probably buy a setup for like 15, 20 grand and another. Well, here with a piece of land, forget about walking away with less than maybe like 180,000 for a little spot of land to put your, your uh, trailer on, your prefab. I think the cheap, unless you get some place that you have to really fix you. God, I mean, you'll be hard found to find a little place for like 180 grand. And most places, then then you're looking at 200, 250, and it's not going to be very nice. At 250, I know, it's going to piss off some of the real, but that's just the price. And people that are in the business down here, that's the price of paradise, they say. And it very well could be. It's like I said with... Uh, um, using um, the analogy of sports. People say this fucking guy gets like $50 million a year. Well, that's demand. If they ask for $50 million, then the person that gives it to them has to make a decision that they're worth $50 million. And they will factor in how much that person can make for them. And guarantee you, if you have $50 million to give someone, there's a statistician, especially skilled accountant, lawyer, that will figure out, yes, you will make more money having this person, paying him $50 million a year, than not having The only thing that doesn't equate to analogy-wise are CEOs. Because CEO compensations are made up of boards of compensation. And they're made up of other CEOs. And what makes sense is the people that make the decision for that, other CEOs, know if they drive the price up of compensation for another one, it drives the price price up for compensation for them and their friends. I don't think there's, I think that's where, that's the one of the places where they don't. Another goes for maybe, uh, I think medical because of all the cost of getting a license and maintaining insurance and all that stuff. Yeah, that may, but if, you know, if we had a new system for doing that, maybe we couldn't, we won't, the charges for doctors wouldn't be that dear. But I could do this, I could do this all day long. So, 
where was I? I was talking about my notary business. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to probably relax. And if it gets nice outside, I go and hang out in a hammock or t- hammock, just while away the day, do some relaxation. I'll just, you know, do some reading, light reading. And then I get ready for my full-time job, which starts around 3.30. And could go to like around 11.30 at night. Bartending on Friday night. So... And then I'll go in there, and I'm about a block and a half to two blocks away. And at the end of the day, depending on how busy, I'm kind of tired of walking. It's, it's three blocks and three longer blocks, but it takes like 10, 15 minutes. No big deal. Normally I walk, but you never know this time of year about it's pouring and stuff like that. And who wants to, who wants to walk in soggy clothes? I know it's a, um, a upper middle class problem living in paradise and have to walk through a tropical storm. <laughs> big deal, right? I know. So that's what my day's like. And it could vary. Depends on like having to run up to Miami. That's a whole different thing. If you have to run up to Miami, uh, up to the mainland, you you have to allot hours. Because if there's an accident on the connector roads, you could spend hours coming, going out or coming in. Because there's one lane north, one lane south with some passing sections. There's two passing sections on the overseas highway, the main route. And then we have Card Sound Road, which is the roundabout way. It's about five, six miles further. But if if there's any traffic problems, that's the alternate you have to get. But if you're up on that stretch and there's an accident you could be stuck there for hours and that's what sucks about people when when they're traveling and they have to go to miami at to catch the airport and they say well i'm in key west and i'm, I'm going to key west so i rented a car i came from miami uh, how many hours should i give myself before i get to the airport and i go whoa well it depends if you, are you comfortable changing your flight plans because if your flight is at 12 noon and you're leaving Key West in the morning, I would suggest a minimum of five hours. I know, Jim, are you crazy? Yeah, take about, you know, take about three and a half hours. So that would get you there an hour and a half early. And that gives you now, if there's any traffic jams, you could get stuck in traffic in multiple places in that 160-mile trip. Minimum 160, 170 miles from Key West to Miami or you can fly directly into Key West which is becoming much more affordable that kind of sucks for the upper keys because when people fly into Key West they have a tendency to stay in Key West right it's nice when they fly into Miami they got to go by we get a bite at the apple you know if they stuck into Miami and they flew in a plane and they're driving an hour and a half we get people driving down to Key West all the time it's great or coming back from Key West you know, we're just across the highway. And, uh, but flying into Key West, we never see those people in the upper keys. People that fly into Key West, when I say never, we rarely see those people. Now, I would consider if I was flying sometimes, if people say, why don't you just fly to Key West? Well, like I said, it's two and a half hours south. If something happens on the road there, there's a hundred, I got a hundred to hundred and a hundred miles to get to the Key West airport and all those chances for an accident occurring 
in front of me and pauses that it's going to take me a minimum of two hours. Then you factor in, you want to get there an hour early, so three hours. And you factor in any accidents and stuff like that. You're not, you know, if you get, if there's an accident in front of you and it blocks the road, you're not going to make it on time. That's it. So I go north because I only have to make it about 24 or five miles before I get hit the highways up there and you get multiple routes where you can make it to the airport. There's not just one. There's not, you know, not just one. So I can allot myself two, two hours and 15 minutes to get to the airport instead of three hours, three hours, 15 minutes, three and a half hours, four hours south. And who wants to drive 100 miles? It's only 50 miles from the airport to Miami. And you're driving 70 miles an hour. If you come in late at night, you know, there's no one in front of you. It's great. Uh, I don't I don't really mind. You know, it's it's not, it's like the rural places in the United States. You just, you have to, that's what you have to do, you know, if you're to get to these airports. One final thing. I want to talk about a Publix work project. And it's really interesting. And I, I've been remiss about it. I started to mention that in Isle Morada there is Founders Park. And it's a, a township park. And it's beautiful. It's acres and acres. It's football, um, soccer fields and baseball fields and a beach. And there's a marina. There's a big pool where they run swimming events. Uh, there's They have this... I don't know if they're going to do it this year, the Orange Bowl. No, that would have happened already. But these universities used to bring down their swim teams and they would come down here because they could practice outside. You know, Ohio, Virginia and all that stuff. They could swim outside and enjoy that. It's just training and stuff like that. So they have all these things. And, and we have our big events there. We have the nautical flea market. Uh, the the hospital has his, the Boyd Convilia Ball. It's a fundraiser for the hospital and all sorts of things they have at Founders Park. And you could get thousands, especially the nautical flea market. You can get thousands of people. What they do is they run bus a shuttle bus system at a high school, which is about uh, two miles away, two, three miles away. And they'll, they'll park in that and they'll, or park along the road. They got the old highway. Uh, it's a small road. They call it the old highway because that used to be the highway before. Small two-laner. Instead of a big two-laner, is Route 1 now. But for these events, all the parking is on the ocean side and Founders Park is on the bay side. They have maybe 100 parking spaces or more, 125 parking spaces. Well, they actually have parking on site. So they may have like a thousand cars or 500 cars they park on premises, but they still have another 500, 600, 1,000 cars. And then you have a couple hundred cars at the high school. So people are crossing this road. And the people that live, most of the residencies, residences on that side, on the ocean side, or most of the residences in that part of Amrata are on the ocean side. And when I say that part, within a mile or so. And people have to cross that road and there's where the parking is and stuff like that. So they decide to, uh, I don't know how long ago, they wanted a pedestrian bridge. 
Now, they originally came in at like a million, million point two, something like that to build a pedestrian bridge so people can walk over. Well, the ADA is the American with Disability Act came about and it was for legitimate reasons because a lot of restaurants, public places, sidewalks, if you if you had a wheelchair, it was a bitch to get around in a city because there was no cutaways on the sidewalk. So when you have a wheelchair or something like that or a scooter, you, you couldn't use this sidewalk or you needed to get someone to help you up to get over that six to eight inch sidewalk, uh, the curb. So that was one of the things. And also access to restaurants. Some restaurants had steps, right? So if, you, if you're going to have a place, if you're going to open it to the public, the ADA required you to have make it accessible to disabled people. It, it did cost a lot for people to do that, but it's also, you know, there's, it, it's, a high, it's a high price to pay for a high idea. A high idea is to give people with disabilities access to things that we all enjoy. So they did a pedestrian bridge. Now, they started the design and all that stuff, and they kept on adding, 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 adding. And the one thing that, the one of the huge things, and they never really discussed this too often, there's an elevator. They had to put an elevator on both sides, and they had to make it not just one of those residential elevators. They had to make a commercial-grade elevator. And that added close to a million dollars, if you think both sides. Right, you had to make it elevating less steps, and you had to make it more rectangular because on most pedestrian bridges you can make them longer, and you can just make them kind of like a ramp. And you can see that in some places. What they did is they decided to go with the elevator instead of going with the long ramp, and I think that's what drove up the price a lot instead of going with a long ramp because the long ramp probably would be much more affordable. But I'm sure there's someone that listens to the show that's going to go and disagree with me and say you're a fucking asshole and stuff like that well what happens is they made it so eventually this project turned out to be a four million dollar four and a half million dollar project and the florida department of transportation said well we're not going to kick in for this anymore i mean the people just started adding things onto it it's kind of like one of those military planes when you get a fighter jet and all the services add capabilities to it. Originally, he said, oh, it's only going to cost $25 million for this jet. It's a low-cost fighter, a low-cost fighter. Yeah, $25 million. That's, you'll be lucky if it's $25 million. And then eventually, it's $200 million a plane. After they add all the capabilities and stuff like that. That's what happened in this bridge. So the Florida Department of Transportation stepped in and the local village council, because Alvarado, we said Monroe County is a very let's say, robust county when it comes to government and how they institute things for things countywide. But Almorada has its own separate uh, council, and they have more stringent rules, but they were forking over some of the money for the pedestrian bridge, and as the price got higher and higher and more hands are in it, I guess this is, this is my suggestion. There was more hands in it. Design got more convoluted and stuff like that. And then people said, we don't want to participate in this anymore. So they already started building it. They started building. Luckily, they didn't put any structures up. They started digging up and stuff like that. And they pulled, But you still see, you just still, still see the equipment there. I'm sure there's people that, uh, contractors that were intending to do that. So they're probably going to end up 
getting some money anyway. So they just wasted. Who knows how much they wasted? At least a half a million dollars, maybe more, on something they're not going to do at all. And part of it was getting the elevators. And I understand that where they could have put the money, what they could have done, they put the money. It's expanded the disabled access, meaning parking. And just say, you know, if you really want to, for a million dollars, you could build a parking garage. You could do almost anything. A million dollars, you could have done so much with the park. But they pissed a lot of it away. A million dollars, four million dollars, you could have built a deck of a park on top of another park. So, and they always kind of do this. We, years ago, when I first came here, fourteen years, fourteen years ago, the uh, they had it was mandated by the EPA that they get rid of their septic tanks in the Keys because it was all septic tanks in the Keys. And they said, you know, there was going to be overflow and it was polluting the waters and all this stuff, which is great. And it's, they were right. So uh, the municipalities started putting out bids for it and stuff like that. Well, Alvaro, uh, the village council, they all dragged their ass, dragged their ass, dragged their ass. And I don't even know if they're done yet. Hooked up. My Key Largo got hooked up years ago. And what happens, and that's... It's bureaucracy. And if you get elected, I know if you get elected, you're going to have to show some representation. You have to show some ideas and stuff like that. But what happens when you propose something and then you start pouring money to it initially and then realize the price of it is getting out of hand? You really got just pissed away money. And then you don't have anything to show for it. And it kind of pissed away money with their sewage system and the water treatment system. And now I think the way Amaran, instead of, they could have used all the money that they had and helped build their own sewage treatment place, but they didn't. And Key Largo did it. I don't know how, because we don't really have a government or anything like that. I guess Monroe County decided to do it. Key Largo Waste Water, they established an extra governmental organization to treat the water. Key's Aqueduct Authority, because all the water that comes in, comes in, most of it comes in from the mainland. So there's a brief primer on how things are done. And I'm sure the same thing happens in other places, in the United States, in the world, that you start planning for something and you don't have a cap on it. And then there's unforeseen costs that come up there. And you say, hey, listen, and that instead of doing this, we can make this more robust. Meaning, once they started building the bridge, and then they decided, oh, we got to be ADA compliant, American with Disabilities Act compliant. Well, instead of building those elevators, why don't we just build more suitable parking? You know, and how many, I mean, what, what's our most extreme frame? And that's where you get people with it. You know, we have, every so often you get someone in the <laughs> parks at the restaurant and they park in the, in the handicap section, right? And they got a big ass truck that's about two and a half feet off the ground. Now, getting out of that two and a half foot or getting into it, 
belies the need for a handicap sticker, doesn't it? It does to people like that. They see it in the first thing. Or if you had a Corvette or something like that. You say, well, I'm handicapped. And you climb out of a Corvette. And it's like six inches off the ground. And you got to step up. You're able to get up later, but you can't, you can't park. You can't park 50 feet away. You got to be right in the front. So who am I to question it? I just think sometimes when you give people a finger, they take a hand or they stick it up. They'll take that finger and they'll shove it up your ass or whatever. I just like saying that. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I'd like to thank it from all those different places I mentioned. Please share it with your friends and please leave a review. It's Valentine's Day. If you want to show me love, if you want to show me love, please log on to, uh, you know, if you don't have iTunes, fine. Spotify, fine. Or whatever you listen to. But if you can do it on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, and leave a review, a positive review. I know every so often there's a person that wants to, you know, I want to leave a review. And then go, go either way and leave a negative. If you don't like it, just don't listen. Right? I've, there's plenty of podcasts I don't listen to. And I would never leave a negative thing. What In the end of the day, will it make you happy? If making someone else sad makes you happy, you're never going to be happy. This is a rule of thumb. If you do, if making other people happy makes you happy, you have a, ten, you have a great possibility of remaining happy the rest of your life. Like that song. But no, never make a pretty woman your wife. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman. Take your, take it from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. That's not necessarily true either. And beauty is all in the behind, eye to beholder and all that shit, stuff like that. Thank you for listening. Please share with your friends. Uh, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. Come and listen to us next time. Signing out. Talk to you later. Bye. and loud.